and codes verified. To the Ayatollahs of Iran and every terrorist you enable, listen up. You might have met our fresh-faced flower child president and his weak-kneed Ivy League friends. But you haven't met America. You haven't met the heartland where the people will defend this nation with their bloody, calloused, bare hands. That's what it takes. You haven't met the steel workers and the hard rock miners or the swamp folks in Cajun country who can wrestle a full-grown gator out of the water. You haven't met the farmers, the cowboys, the loggers, and the truck drivers. You don't know the mountain men who live off the land or the brave cops who fight the good fight in the urban war zones. No, you've never met America. And you ought to pray you never do. Welcome to the podcast, Tap Into the Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are, whatever you may be doing, with all the usual caveats, of course. And there certainly seems to be a lot of you folks out there that have demonstrated those caveats and that you are not worthy of a good day because you seem to not understand the moral clarity that is required to face down terrorism. You seem to not understand that moral equivalency 
is not a thing that exists in most circumstances. You seem to not understand that you can't just take the word of lying, murderous, raping, rampaging marauders uh, instead of the word of people that have historically proven themselves to make every effort to avoid civilian damage, collateral damage, when they respond to terrorist activities. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm so over it. This so-called bombing of the hospital that, as it turns out, plenty of evidence proving it wasn't Israel. Uh, not just the word of Israel and their military. No, no, uh, let's try Al Jazeera. Al Jazeera was literally filming live the efforts of the Palestinians to fire these rockets and the one that misfired and landed not in the hospital, but in the hospital parking lot. At this point, I don't know that there are any confirmed dead. Oh, but, you know, it was 500, and it was the Israelis, and oh, the terrible, horrible, and the reaction went around the world. And what happens? What happens, of course, is the simple fact that the angry mobs come out, that embassies uh, are surrounded around the world, embassies for Israel, embassies for the United States, even after good old handsy, feely, creepy Uncle Joe first comes up very, very concerned about the bombing at the hospital, the airstrike at the hospital, it's terrible, it's horrific, and then finds out a little bit later, not from Israeli intelligence, but from U.S. intelligence, yes, believe it or not, there is still some of that active in the administration, that it was, in fact, a Palestinian misfire. Uh, anyway, we'll talk a lot about that in the second hour because we're scheduled to be joined by the host of Southern Sense Talk Radio, Miss Anya Bellis. Looking forward to getting a chance to, to talk with her. It's a rare treat, just like a live Wednesday night show is a rare treat. So glad to have you guys along for the ride if you happen to be listening at WCETFM in beautiful, beautiful Columbia, South Carolina. Or if you're listening live at thelastfrequency.com or any other aspect of the Vera Networks. We are live tonight, and of course we'll be up on the podcast uh, platforms later, so thank you for listening there as well. But here's the deal. Uh, you guys are accustomed to me doing a Tuesday night show. We upload it. There was some kind of weird technical glitch, and it wasn't something that I was aware of until earlier today. It spent a lot of time getting it up last night. It seems to have only transferred the first 47 minutes of last night's show. So, uh, you know, uh, Doug found it. He points it out to me. He said, hey, I was getting ready to, to get the uh, show ready and presentable for rebroadcast over on the Vera Networks. And uh, you know what? It's not there. And <laughs> not enough of it anyway. So he very graciously offered to, to to bring his services that he usually brings every Friday night. So everybody thank Doug for jumping into the control room and bringing me to you live tonight uh, as I am very grateful to Doug. Thank you so much for that, sir. And beyond that, he also managed to get Annie on board. So we'll be talking about that. We're also going to discuss some of the other topics that I did talk about last night uh, because – they're important. But before we do any of that, I'm really excited to have the opportunity to talk to you about 
a brand new partner in bringing tap into the truth to you. And as a result, let's go right into the sales pitch. Did you know gold has in fact outperformed the S&P 500 and the Dow since 1971? That's of course when the U.S. took the dollar off the gold standard. I I have a hard time thinking that's a coincidence, and if you're reasonably intelligent, which I think you probably are if you're listening to this show, you probably don't think that's a coincidence either. When the U.S. government allowed the people to own gold again, they reclassified gold as a commodity rather than a paper currency backstop, even though the United States itself hoards and holds the highest amount of physical gold in its reserve. When you take a look around, all countries, all central banks, all major financial institutions, and even the International Monetary Fund, uh, the IMF for those of you in the know, they all own a substantial amount of gold. If all of the entities that control fiat, paper, currency, have physical gold, shouldn't you? I, I don't ask that as a, uh, rhetorical, a rhetorical question. I ask it because it is a legitimate question. So, thanks to our brand new friends, the, without a doubt, unquestionably premier conservative gold company, Harvard Gold Group here with all kinds of opportunities for you to either convert an IRA or to buy physical precious metals, gold, silver. They've got it all available. And what I'm going to ask you to do because of the nature of the links that are available is I'm going to ask you to to go to the show archives for the time being or go to social media, any of the postings. And I will be sharing links that will take you to the page that lands properly in association with this show. Uh, in fact, if you don't want to do any of that, but you happen to be active over on Gab, uh, just scroll long enough. You should see one of the ads we've got up over there. Just look for my uh, pretty little face as the sponsor. should say tap into the truth. Uh, you should find a few things. I'm helping to promote all of the sponsors over there that way. Anyway, uh, fantastic company. They are great people. Had a chance to uh, have multiple interactions with them uh, over the course of the last uh, week and a half or so. And I am convinced these are not only actual, honest-to-goodness conservatives that believe in providing good customer service. They're, uh, they're very godly people as well. So you will not be disappointed if you call these people up and find out the best way available for you to help hedge against inflation and protect your money and your privacy, the privacy of spending money when and how and where you want to. Things that you're just not going to be able to do with digital currency, which, of course, is why the feds are pushing it. Anyway, uh, that's it. Check them out, Harvard Gold Group. And remember, if nothing else, if you decide to go ahead and jump on over to the website, you just can't wait. Uh, just let them know that I sent you. Uh, they they should ask if you give them a call. Uh, but <laughs> if they don't, let them know. All right. Uh, I will, of course, have links in the show description and uh, all that wonderful stuff. Now. Some of the stuff we talked about yesterday got more interesting today, as a matter of fact, because we talked about very briefly how Jim Jordan actually received fewer votes than 
the Democratic minority leader, Jeffries. Excuse me? 200 to 212? Obviously still not enough to become Speaker, thankfully, but... How does that happen? Well, there was a second vote today, and I'm sure you've probably heard by now, he lost a vote compared to the first vote. Lost one. How does that happen? Why are we still taking it to the floor? Why do we not have a plan B? Now, I am very much enamored with the idea of having Jim Jordan become the Speaker of the House, although I do think he was probably better suited to his committee positions that we had going on. He was doing good work, and I liked him doing what he was doing. I do think he can set a strong tone and a strong agenda for conservatives. He is not quite as good at fundraising as some of the other candidates who ran. I mean, Scalise actually is better at fundraising than Kevin McCarthy was. And Kevin McCarthy is pretty good at raising money. He may not be very good at being a conservative, but he's damn good at raising money for the party. And the party needs wins if we're going to be able to move towards the conservative side. Uh, Interesting thing. Also, uh, one of the other things we did a very quick hit on when we were discussing things yesterday that you guys, unless you're among – Uh, The folks had actually tried to listen and said, hey, what's going on? Why is there only 47 minutes of this? And why did it cut off in mid-sentence? Unless you're one of these folks, you have no idea that we were talking about, of all things, I'm sorry, excuse me. We were talking a lot about the fact that it seems like a certain federal judge doesn't like the idea of a certain former president who happens to be an orange man who's bad, a kicker of puppies, an eater of babies, a climate arsonist, having free reign to express his, you know, freedom of expression, his freedom of speech. They seem to think that when Donald Trump says something about special counsel or about the people working in the courtroom or about the judge, that that's a threat. that is a threat against them and that can't be allowed now it doesn't matter what other people say it doesn't matter if some college professor is out on the streets talking about how he was exhilarated watching Hamas murder Jews watching Hamas rape women and burn up babies (laughs) now dang it That's not a threat. That's not dangerous. These people, you know, they're just uh, oppressed. And and as an oppressed people, they have a right to to vent some anger. Oh, but don't you dare. Don't you dare be somebody that, you know, questions shenanigans on election night. Uh, Don't you dare be somebody that shows up. At the Capitol building on January 6th, and when you see other people walking to the into the building, when the police opened the doors and practically escorted people in, don't you dare be one of the people that moseyed on in and said, hey, what are we doing, guys? No, don't be one of them. In fact, don't even be in D.C. if you showed up at the rally where Trump was speaking at and then left town before anything happened over at the Capitol. Don't be one of those people. But Donald Trump says – You guys are thugs. 
and your criminals. You've weaponized the justice system against me and the American people. Oh, now that's a threat. That's dangerous. So there's a gag order, a, a very limited gag order, uh, very limited about what Trump can say. Now, here's the real question. Does Trump break the gag or does Trump risk going to jail for contempt because he said he would he said he's not afraid to go to jail fighting for the American people fighting for the God-given constitutionally protected rights that all Americans have that he's willing to do so but will he do it <laughs> honestly I don't know that he can keep himself from doing it even if he tried even if he tried, I just don't believe it. I think he's going to, if he hasn't already, and to be honest, I haven't had a chance to really look into it today and see what all he was truthing over at Truth Social today. In fact, I was barely, um, I've barely been online today at all. But here's the deal. I would be really interested to see, will the judge actually hold him in contempt? Knowing that Trump continues to get stronger, knowing that even people that are slightly left of center are starting to see how the courts and the justice system and the Justice Department have all been weaponized against Trump in a fashion, in a manner that has never happened to an American before. How they have seen the exact same thing play out for other people, even people with an R at the end of their name, have kind of gotten away with having a few documents they probably shouldn't have, have gotten away with paying fast and loose with a few civil laws here and there have probably even been applauded when they found a way to creatively use accounting tricks to you know, get what they want, to overvalue something as long as it paid off and that all the investors ended up with a profit. It's all good. But not Donald Trump. See, that's where we are now. There is a legitimate condition of Trump derangement syndrome, and there's no undoing it. There's no... No simple cure either, because it doesn't matter what happens. I honestly believe that Donald Trump is in legitimate mortal danger because of the actions that the Justice Department is taking and that elected Democratic officials, both at state levels and at the federal level, have taken. Donald Trump is in actual mortal danger. It's a good thing that he still has Secret Service protection, and it's a good thing that those guys are really, really good at his job. But they have to be right 100% of the time, and they're dealing with nut jobs. People that are so far out there, so, so wackadoodle, that they actually legitimately think Bernie Sanders would be a good president. How do I know this? Because that's the kind of guy that shot Steve Scalise. Oh, we're going to go play baseball. Uh, all Republicans must die. Bang, bang, bang. Funny how that happens with people that support the communists and the socialists that are hanging out in the Democratic Party. And we're supposed to say, oh, well, that was just a lone crazy gunman. But 
a lone crazy gunman shows up to take a, a shot at Hillary Clinton, are they going to say it was a lone crazy gunman? Are they going to say Donald Trump's rhetoric and the evil MAGA Republicans and his supporters are responsible for elevating the political temperature that led to this act of violence? It's never going to be one person's fault. Now, it might occasionally just be the gun's fault, if you're listening to the left. The gun, of course, is not at fault, but you know what I'm saying. The Democrats have a very loose relationship with reality as well, especially a lot of these leftists who seem to be part of the pro-Hamas, even the freaking Hamas caucus right now, it certainly seems like. Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar joined right in. Uh, of course, AOC by proxy, she's like, I don't really know much about those people, but I'm just going to tell you what Rashida was saying. What we really need to – Israel has a right to exist. Israel has a right to defend itself, but I need to go make a hurricane, and, and then I need to go make a, a sex on the beach. Excuse me, uh, Miss Ocasio-Cortez, what do you mean by that? I'm sorry. Uh, for a second, I thought I was taking orders back at the bar. Uh, I, I still occasionally get the, the phone call orders. I, I'm, you know, moonlighting. I got a side hustle. <laughs> and, you know, that would probably be the smartest thing that AOC has done since she entered the realm of the body politic. Get a side hustle, go back and be a bartender again. At least there, at least as far as I know, she seemed to be competent at it. Now, truth of the matter is, maybe we should do some investigation in that, some investigating reporting to find out the truth. Was AOC actually a good bartender? Or is maybe that's part of the reason why she was recruited by the <laughs> Social Democrats to, to come work there? Because obviously... You can make good money as a bartender if you're good at it. So, you know, I think she might have at least known what a garbage disposal was. <laughs> I anyway, it's I need to bring back because I'm I'm desperately trying to find some levity, guys. And, and I hope you can appreciate it because given where everything is at right now, we need some. At least I do. I mean, I, I sometimes I get behind the microphone here, and I just assume you guys are the same place that I am. I've been so angry since day one, not only because of the reactions we've seen on the, the college campuses, both from students and from academia, and not just because of the mainstream legacy media, knowing that they're just jumping at the chance to try to change the narrative, and certainly not just because Hamas did what Hamas does. To hear AOC talking about how there needs to be a ceasefire, say, okay, yeah, fine. After Israel has exacted some revenge, and yes, I'm going to call it revenge, but ultimately it is a legitimate response to a terrorist attack. Vengeance is legitimate in a case like you were there minding your own business. But give them a chance to take Hamas out and hopefully rescue uh, at least the majority of the hostages, the ones that Hamas hasn't already killed. And and make no mistake, there's a good number of those hostages that they took that are no longer with us. 
The ones that are are being used for propaganda purposes too. And it just makes me so angry because not only did we know it was coming, but now we see it. And this whole thing about the hospital being uh, air-raided by Israel, how could they target a hospital? Hamas's headquarters in the Gaza Strip is under a hospital. And the only reason Israel has not already leveled that building to the ground is because it's a hospital. That's it. They, they've got their little tunnel under the everybody. It's even on their freaking Wikipedia page, or at least it was earlier today when I checked. These people are evil, and yet we have so many people on their side offering up moral equivalencies. Why? Because they got to figure out they're somewhere on the intersectionality coalition. We they're an oppressed people. They're a people of color, and you know we're going to pretend like Jewish people, uh, true Israelis. Uh, they have to be white because a lot of them look white. Okay, so so we're going to call them white, even though the Jewish people are not your typical Caucasians. They're not from Europe. That is for sure. Not originally. They do. Now, if you converted to uh, the faith, and you become a devout Jewish follower of the of the faith, you can be from anywhere. And there are Israelis or from the Jewish tribes that have moved to various parts of the world and are still reasonably um, welcomed in certain parts of the, the world. But that's a very small area these days. None of that matters. What matters is the reaction is, oh, uh, Hamas is going to tell a lie about this hospital, and every legacy media outlet is going to run with it. They're just going to take the story without taking a second, not a pause, not taking a beat to, you know, verify the story, despite the fact that Al Jazeera literally aired the event live because they were trying to push Hamas. Uh, propaganda too. Uh oh, wow, we've got that. Uh, the Israelis released uh, the audio of an intercepted phone conversation between Hamas members talking about how it was one of their uh, folks, uh, one of their allies in the region that were firing the missiles from a graveyard right behind the hospital. So literally, they're using the hospital as cover, still committing more crimes. <clears throat> okay, so here's the deal. Before we cut to uh, our mid-hour break, and I'm going to try to go ahead and do that here because I'm trying to be a good boy, and it is almost time to do it, I do need to remind you about our friends over at 4Patriots. Uh, given how sideways things are, appear to be going over there with Iran making open threats, with Hezbollah clearly trying to, at the very least, look like they want to draw Israeli forces to the northern border so that they can't focus on the Gaza Strip. Things could go sideways in a hurry. If this expands beyond just a conflict between Hamas and Israel, it can get messy. Because Russia and China are already involved in this, and you might as well throw North Korea in too. So ultimately, when things do go sideways, will you be prepared? There's a lot of folks out there right now that are concerned that they might not uh, be able to, to have electricity for an extended period of time, or worse than that, food. Now that's why I would very much like for you to visit our friends over at 4Patriots, because 
it's time for you to go find the preparedness products that not only you can use now, but that literally could save your life later. Now, a couple of my favorite Four Patriots items uh, happen to be the uh, Patriot Power Sidekick that I have. It's awesome. And I'm also a big fan of the Survival Food Kits. Delicious tasting and designed to last for 25 years. Doug's got his solar powered uh, lamp out right now, and it's pretty cool too. I got to tell you, I like it. I, I may have to get one myself. It's looking pretty cool. Doug's got it over there. Sometimes I wish you guys could see uh, Doug's shenanigans uh, <laughs> that you guys missed. That's, that's half of the value of the show. That's part of the reason that I really like uh, doing live shows with you guys. I get to in- interact with Doug too. But, you know, here's the thing. Smart people, more and more every day, are finding four patriots on their own. Over two million customers trust them right now. And you might have even seen them on TV at this point. You certainly have probably seen their ads all over YouTube and various other platforms. It's a thing. I, I have had the folks over at Four Patriots set up a special page for you guys. It's... Uh, fourpatriots.com backslash T-A-P-P. It's designed specifically so listeners of this show can go see this week's discounts and deals uh, before those discounts and deals goes away. You just go to the number four patriots.com backslash T-A-P-P. That way they know I sent you and you get to see all those special deals going on right now. But hurry, those deals, they won't last long. They change weekly. Save more and get peace of mind now by going to fourpatriots.com backslash T-A-P-P. That's the number four, patriots.com backslash T-A-P-P. See what's going on. Be prepared. When life goes sideways, don't be caught flat-footed. We'll be right back. This is Kathy Barnett, the National Grassroots Director for the Vivek 2024 Presidential Campaign, and you're listening to Tim Tap and Tap into the Truth. Whomever belongs to a cult or cabal organization that caused war, the enslavement, or wipeout of those who don't believe as they do must themselves be brought to heel. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's Space from the Edwards Notebook brought to you by Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Khalid Mashal, the former leader and founding member of Hamas, called for a global Muslim uprising in support of the Philistines, commonly known today as the British-anointed Palestinians. Mashal emphasized the need for Muslims to sacrifice and carry jihad, including the willingness to offer blood and souls to advance the Philistine, I mean Palestinian, cause. He demanded that Muslims worldwide display their anger, not just in Muslim countries, but also in the diaspora communities around the world. The Philistines slash Palestinians know darn well they are promoting a big lie carrying on as if the land in Israel belongs to them. It does not. Their goal is to be crazed and angry human debris bringing nothing but destruction wherever they go. His call for undisguised international unrest must be met with unfriendly persuasion so he and his ilk understand. Don't start nothing, won't be nothing. I'm... 
Run it, which? Join me live weekdays to find out where at the Edwards Notebook One on Truth Social. Being stocks designed specifically for people who haven't started investing yet or don't know how to do it or haven't been trained how to do it or are worried about investing in the stock market that they've never done before. It's a robo-advisor system that really simplifies the investing process. The challenge we all have is that as you work and you grow in your career, you have to put something aside for yourself when you retire around 65 years old. And the idea of Beanstalks is to simplify that whole process. In other words, put aside 10% of your salary each week, maybe just $100, and let it go to work in the stock market for you. And what Beanstalk does is basically automate that process for you. Easy to set up. You can transfer directly to your bank account and puts it into exchange-traded funds, which are baskets of many stocks, which gives you diversification. That's the whole key, the idea that you can have this done for you weekly or bi-monthly. But the most important thing is to start now and make it so that you are putting something aside for your own retirement. Beanstalks just makes it really simple to do. Constitutional Grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acetic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about. Because you want the best, Constitutional Grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to BlueRidgeCoffeeCrafters.com and click on to the Constitutional Grounds coffee display to make your purchase and to be sure to use the RE10 promo code and you will receive a 10% discount. Remember... Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Introducing Einstock. Drink. Conquer. Repeat. Einstock beer is a globally distributed, award-winning Icelandic craft beer. Einstock is created from the Icelandic water that flows from glaciers through lava fields and delivers some of the purest water on Earth. Knowing that beer is 95% water, we source the first and most vital ingredient from the local springs of a mountain that stands guard over the town of Akiari, just 60 miles south of the Arctic Circle. Einstock beer is crafted with locally sourced ingredients, and the brewery runs from 100% renewable energy sources, geothermal, and hydropower. Einstock has become the number one craft beer and also the number one alcohol export from Iceland. Here in the United States, you can find Einstock beer on the shelves at retail chains like ABC Fine Wine and Spirits, Bemmo, Cost Plus World Market, HEB in Texas, Kroger, Publix, Target, Total Wine, Trader Joe's, and Whole Foods, just to name a few. So won't you raise a glass and drink, conquer, repeat. When I invented my pillow, my passion was to help each and every one of you. And 20 years later, all of your support is what keeps us going. Because of you, we've been able to create thousands of USA jobs and help millions get the best sleep ever. To thank you, my employees and I are bringing you a limited edition My Pillow. 
The Giza Elegance My Pillow is made with my patented adjustable fill, the most amazing cotton, and a two-inch pipe gusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code TAPP or call 1-800-659-9936. That's MyPillow.com with promo code TAPP. From all of us here at MyPillow, thanks Hi, this is Matt Fitzgibbons at PatriotMusic.com. If you share my passion for the simple but timeless principles that made our republic great and you like rock music, check out my five albums and videos on American history at PatriotMusic.com. You say gun control is using both hands. I've got to be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the damn U.N. Gregory Wrightstone here, uh, Executive Director at the CO2 Coalition, best-selling author of Inconvenient Facts, expert reviewer for the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. You're listening to me on Tim Tap and Tap Into the Truth. So rock me, mama, like a wagon wheel. Rock me, mama, any way you feel. Hey, mama, rock me. Rock me. Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for staying with us through that very brief break. Before we jump into the next topic, do want to remind you about our friends over at Vanish Holster. Uh, obviously, the surest path to tyranny is to give up your guns. The quickest way to become a victim of a violent crime is to not have your firearm on you when you need it. If that very good, terrible, no good day should arise, make sure you're not at a disadvantage when you have to step up and defend yourself, your family, your friends, make sure you're not at that disadvantage because, <laughs> you know, the the holster wasn't comfortable. That gum holster, you, you saw it, it looked great, it looked like it fits your new carry gun so well, but... You just can't get a good way to carry because it's just not comfortable. You can't get a good position. And what happens then? Well, if you're like me, you start conveniently forgetting to carry. And then you don't have your gun on you if you should happen to need it. Do not let comfort be the determining factor. If you are legally eligible to carry, you should. It's a God-given right. That the Constitution still depends. You should take full advantage of it, and the best way to do that is by using Vanish Holster because they deal with that comfort issue. They have thousands of customers that will swear to you that they are the most comfortable holster out there. Many of those same thousands will tell you that if you start using the Vanish Holster, you'll never stop carrying. Now, that's a pretty bold statement, but it appears to be an accurate one. You could find out for yourself. And if you need more motivation, they work to save you money while they're at it. The 
the Vanish holsters are designed to save you money. They work with almost all semi-automatic handguns. They're designed to work without a tactical belt. They're designed to allow you to carry two additional magazines. So if you need to do a quick load, you got it right there. You don't have to worry about a tactical belt for that either. And it allows you to carry in multiples of positions. So if one position is not working really good for you, you can move it to another one that does. So you're back to that comfort thing. So saving money, uh, super comfortable, no reason not to use it. You can conceal carry or out in the open, uh, open carry too. I, what else do you possibly need? Vanish holster is darn near, darn near perfect. Now here's the other thing though. And they've asked me to remind everybody that they've been holding on as long as they can. But Bidenomics is taking a major hit, and it's just – it's been painful for them economically. Now, they're not the only ones, but they've been hanging on and hanging on and trying to ride out Bidenomics, hoping that something different would change. It hasn't, and they're going to have to raise prices sometime before the end of the year. Uh, I would remind you to look at the calendar. We are past the midway point of the month of October, so not a lot of calendar left. The end of the year is coming soon. Uh, they haven't told me exactly when. Based on the conversations I've had, I would expect sometime in November, probably around the middle, but I can't say that with certainty. They haven't said. So boogie on over there. See what they've got. Decide for yourself, and if you've already looked and you've been kind of putting it off, don't hesitate much longer. As soon as you can do what you uh, need to financially to, to get your ducks in a row, if that's what you've been waiting on, make it happen fast while your dollar still has some buying power. Of course, if you don't know how to take advantage, go to www.vnsh.com backslash TAPP. Now, you want to use the backslash TAPP for two reasons. Number one, it lets them know that I sent you. But number two, it automatically activates for you a $40 discount. And in the age of Bidenomics, who can afford not to save money, right? So that's what you need to do. Just go see for yourself. Decide for yourself. But I'm pretty sure that if you are a legal gun owner and you're looking for comfortable ways to carry that save you money, you're going to agree you're going to be hard-pressed to find anything that's better. www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. Also, uh, before I jump in, I do want to do a quick reminder here in the first hour. I'm not going to mention it in the second hour. Uh, our campaign with our friends over at Native Path has come to an end. But the link is still working, so the special deal for their Antarctic krill oil is still available for listeners of the show. And I would heavily encourage you, if you haven't already, to check them out, see the deal, and give it a try. Uh, you can go to fixswollenfeet.com, and I, again, it's worked miracles for me. I'm still using it. I, in fact, I had ordered some just the other day. It's, it's gotten in uh, my ankles, knees. Phenomenal. The best I've felt in years. And if it works for you half as well as it has for me, it's probably worth it. Now, if you're in worse condition than I am and it works half as well for me as it has for you, it's definitely going to be worth it. And there's always the possibility that it might also help you with your blood pressure and your brain health and uh, other forms of inflammation, which is his primary thing. The Antarctic krill oil is phenomenal. Now, I keep mentioning it because I don't know how long that link will work. 
I don't know how long that link will hold that special pricing availability for listeners of this show. I do know that it's still live right now and that I've been lobbying them to leave it there for a bit to give you guys uh, an extended opportunity to go check it out. So for as long as that's still working, I'm going to occasionally remind you, uh, probably in one of the two hours, because I really, really would like for you to check it out and see for yourself because of how well it's worked for me. Okay, got that out of the way. Let's see if I can now, although I babbled for so long, try to sneak in two stories that I had wanted to talk to you guys about. You remember a couple of weeks back when we were talking about Colony Ridge, right? Colony Ridge, a little place in Texas. It's a development, but it's become something other than a development. It's become an enclave. It's become a shining beacon calling forth those people on the other side of our southern border uh, saying come here you can own land even if you're not legal in this country even if you don't have a social security number even if you don't have all the things that's normally required for an american citizen in order to buy land here you don't have to worry about it now i'm proud of the fact that we were talking about that uh, about four or five days before the rest of the conservative media caught on and really started talking about it. Now, that's a plus. It means we're still a little bit ahead of the curve. That's always a feather in the cap. Uh, nobody was talking about it when we really jumped on that story here, and I'm really digging the fact that a lot of people recognized it for what it was. But things are continuing to get worse there. Residents and local law enforcement now in the immediate areas surrounding Colony Ridge they're saying that the communities that they're living in, not, they're not actually in Colony Ridge. They're in and around it, and they're saying their communities are now becoming unrecognizable, saying that the area is more closely resembling a third-world country than a community in the state of Texas. A gentleman by the name of Everett Needham, he says that he's facing the reality that he may be – having to move, having to relocate, that it may be time for him to leave the area that his parents, that his grandparents, that his great-grandparents have all called home. Now, this Colony Ridge development, according to Needham, it's been a disaster since day one. He said that this development has brought Tens of thousands of new residents to his backyard, putting a strain on the area's schools and law enforcement. It's had devastating effects on their way of life in the community. And with the town that several generations of families have lived in now are all feeling like they're living in a third world country. Residents of the Plum Grove community, which is a small town of roughly about a 1,000 residents, it's been swallowed alive by Colony Ridge at this point. Uh, again, that's according to people living there, saying that they feel like they've been invaded. One of the residents there was speaking to the Daily Wire uh, on the condition of anonymity, citing fears of retaliation, the reason why they wanted to stay private in their discussion. She said – that she lives in fear now, saying, quote, we had a, a really nice, clean, country atmosphere community. And then we started noticing all the trash in the ditches. You know, 
and the traffic and the blaring music. It went from very clean, very safe community where everybody knew everybody to, oh my God, we're invaded. And it's an SOS. I'm scared to death to leave my house. Now, she says that she used to go into Colony Ridge to kind of see what was going on. She was trying to get a feel for how fast it was growing. She wanted to know what was actually going on in the development. And she says that she saw tar paper houses and shanty houses and old travel trailers that were covered in plastic tarps. But now she says she's quit going back there because it's just gotten too dangerous to go in. This woman whose identity and residence nearby – Someone whose identity she's kept quiet, and the residents that live there, they've all in this development, it's all been verified. Daily Wire did their due diligence, and I trust their investigative reporters way more than I trust uh, CNN, ABC, CBS, NBC. They verified them, and according to the, the other residents they spoke to and this particular woman, they said that in the past few years, she's been rear-ended twice. Both times have been by illegal aliens with no driver's license and no insurance. And just like uh, Mr. Needham, she said that her husband and herself, they're now looking to leave the area. They're looking to leave the house that they have spent years of blood, sweat, and, and tears trying to make that house into a home. Now, the folks that are coming to Colony Ridge, there's a reason why they do. In case you missed it, haven't heard the story, haven't heard the other reporting, Colony Ridge, it offers cheap plots of land with financial offers catering to foreign nationals unable to obtain traditional home loans. This, of course, was part of what we talked about last month when we were talking about this situation. Colony Ridge has become the, quote, fastest growing development in the United States, and they've done that through an aggressive Spanish-language-only marketing campaign that offers it offers a chance to own land in the United States. It offers that shining beacon of come here and become a property owner in the United States. They say things on their uh, Facebook, their marketing Facebook page, like you can own without credit or social security number. Another post reiterates that customers don't need a social security number to buy land and can instead use identification documents from a foreign country. You – quoting here again from another Facebook post, you only need an ITIN or passport and ID. It says that before assuring them that they can, quote, it can be your country's license or documents to buy land. The individual taxpayer identification number, well, it's been celebrated by pro-illegal migrants organizations, folks like the National Immigration Law Center. They claim that it's a powerful tool for undocumented 
immigrants. They they like using that term. But as I've said before, to be an immigrant, you're part of a legal process. You you can't be an undocumented immigrant if you're not here legally. You can't be undocumented and be an immigrant. You can be an illegal migrant and in this case an illegal alien. You're in the states illegally. Why are you allowed to own land if you're not legally allowed to be here in the first place? That seems like something that the developers behind Colony Ridge should answer for. Nah, well, they pushed back on the allegations against them for catering to illegals by saying not that they're not catering to illegals, but that they have no legal obligation, no legal requirement to actually check the immigration status of these people that are looking to buy land from them. And, as it so happens, there doesn't seem to be anything illegal about foreign nationals buying property in the United States. Now, there are some noticeable exceptions to that, but granted, if you're not checking their immigration status, if they're actually in the country and they're just saying, hey, I want to buy some land, I still think I still think you know what you're doing. I still think you know exactly what it is that you're doing. Colony Ridge, when you go so far out of your way to make it easy to skirt all the normal rules, John Harris, the Colony Ridge developer, he acknowledges that the business model is to sell to people who couldn't buy anywhere else. And man, he has made a profit essentially being <sighs> – an encourager of breaking the law. All right, I don't have a whole lot of time left for this next story, and I know we're probably not going to have a chance to get to it when Annie joins us in an hour or two, but I definitely wanted to at least mention the broad strokes. I spent some time talking about it in yesterday's attempt at a show that kind of went bye-bye. <laughs> just say it. Doug says, just say it, slumlord. Yeah, I, I think that's uh, pretty accurate based on what we see these people living in. But at any rate, wanted to talk to you a little bit about the medical nonprofit group called Do No Harm. Uh, they have released what is being referred to as a detransitioner bill of rights. They're an organization that uh, they are an organization single that has worked to oppose the injection of radical gender ideology into the medical profession. Not pill fight at this point. They're releasing this model legislation that would provide legal remedies for the so-called detransitioners who are seeking a way to reverse the effects of gender transition surgeries. So I want to give a big thumbs up and kudos to these folks for doing that hard work. They're aiming to address the spike in minors who come to regret their decision to undergo sex change treatment. And when we say sex change treatment, we are talking about chemical castrations and surgical mutilations. That's what the medical profession is doing. Do no harm is trying to push back against the medical profession that has been thoroughly infected by the woke virus. Not because they believe in woke or because they believe in pushing the agenda, but mostly because they see cha-ching dollar signs. They have the full opportunity to create lifelong patients slash customers. <clears throat> you start down these paths, 
you're on them for life unless you reverse path. And even then, you're never going to be completely healthy again. It's just not possible. You can't do these things that they're doing to people and expect to be healthy again. I mean, if you don't go too far down the path, maybe you can come back. But you do this stuff for a full year, who knows how many years you've stolen from yourself. And there's no question, there's no doubt at all, this is not a healthy course of action. And the fact that these people are pushing this on children, many children who've not even completed puberty, it is an atrocity, it is criminal, it is child abuse, and these people do need to be held accountable for doing exactly that. So again, kudos, detransitioners, Bill of Rights. Uh, look into it. We'll probably talk about it more in an upcoming show. Do no harm. Thumbs up. Salute to you. Let's reset the hour. This is Tim Tapp, host of Tap into the Truth. Don't take my definite. Don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort and most importantly, use your brain. Ladies and gentlemen, we are now diving headlong into our number two of tonight's show, and I'm so glad to have you here along for the ride. Thank you so very much. As always, I greatly appreciate it. Every last one of you, whether you're listening live or if you're listening to the show via podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, just thank you so very much. I I just really, really appreciate it. I love you guys. That's part of why I'm here live tonight. In the meanwhile, uh, before we jump into any other topics, and hopefully we'll be joined here in just a few brief moments by Ann Ubellis, host of Southern Sense Talk Radio. I do want to talk to you about our brand new partner. We are, of course, talking about the Harvard Gold Group. Now, they are clearly the premier gold company out there. Uh, oh, wait, no, not just premier gold company. Um, some details that might be important to you if you are a red-blooded American conservative. They're not just the premier gold company. They are the premier conservative gold company. They truly believe in conservative values, and I, I can't tell you enough about this just 
the interactions that I had with them. These people are going to take care of you. If you decide to trust Harvard Gold Group with your gold purchases, your silver purchases, uh, all of your precious metals, you're going to be well taken care of. And it doesn't matter if you're looking to have direct delivery sent to you or if you're looking to uh, convert an existing IRA. Ultimately, you're in very good hands with our new friends over at the Harvard Gold Group. And again, I, I have to keep saying this. It's something that Kelly over at the Harvard Gold Group said a while back, and it is absolutely spot on. Gold has outperformed the S&P 500 and the Dow since 1971 when the U.S. took the dollar off the gold standard. The U.S. government continues to hoard large amounts of gold in its reserve. They started allowing the people to own gold again, and they reclassified it as a commodity instead of the backstop for the paper currency. But they are hoarding it in large amounts. In fact, if you look around the entire world, all countries, the central banks, uh, all of the major institutions, even the International Monetary Fund, they all own substantial gold holdings. And if all of those entities – the entities that control fiat currencies, if they have physical gold, shouldn't you? That seems pretty straightforward to me. So give our friends a call over at 844-977-GOLD. That's 844-977-4653. And just let them know I sent you. And uh, they'll take care of you. Uh, just at the very least, go check out and get your free, uh, <laughs> free information packs right there. Request a copy of your free assessment to protect your financials. That's you can't go wrong. All right, let's get back to the discussions, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the show. Good friend of the show, great American patriot, one of the best talk show hosts out there. Period. Doesn't matter what category you want to put it in. Uh, she is, of course, the host of Southern Sense Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back, Miss Ann Ubellis. And thank you so much for joining us tonight. How are you doing? Well, actually, um, I'm wondering just how much full of <coughs> are you? <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, good Lord, Tim. You amaze me. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I. I you try. <laughs> All right, so before we jump into anything else, how are things going over at Southern Sense? Well, Southern Sense is it's pulling its hair out. Um, my, if anyone tries to go to our website currently, it is down. And last night I finally broke down and hired someone <laughs> to put it back up. So hopefully the next two to three weeks the website will be back up. But people can still find us you know, by going on to Facebook, YouTube iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, and anywhere else. Just Google uh, Southern Sense, and, and we'll pop up somewhere. <laughs> All right. Plenty of crazy things going on uh, around the world right now. We, we've seen all kinds of ridiculousness, and, of course, we're going to jump right in. We're going to start with the easier topic uh, so that we can kind of warm up a bit. Uh, bottom line is the stuff going on over in Israel and the reactions there, that 
has got me so worked up. So much to say about that. I think we probably should dedicate some more time to it, especially given the precipice we seem to be edging towards. So let's talk about something that is equally important uh, as far as the United States is concerned, but something we can cover in much less time. Uh, Are we going to get a new Speaker of the House, Annie? (laughs) It doesn't look like it anytime soon. Um, They had another vote today, and Jim Jordan lost in the second round. There's a lot of names floating around there. Uh, There's a lot of uh, infighting and backbiting. And the Democrats are just eating this up, absolutely eating it up. And then they threatened to give support to one of the Republicans, and that killed his chance of becoming Speaker. You know, the second the Republicans say, oh, let's see, 20 Democrats going to stand behind you to help with the election. Oh, boom, out the door. Uh, if they could get someone to whip them together and everyone vote the way Nancy Pelosi was able to whip together the Democratic caucus and the Democratic members I mean, we've got to find unity somewhere in just some way, just some way to find unity on a single issue. And that'd be the speaker. Stop the other bullcrap. Yeah, I mean, right now, it really does feel like the Republican Party has splintered so much that we're almost uh, more in a parliamentarian style uh, government than in our actual divided party Uh, two houses situation I I, I was kind of concerned when Kevin McCarthy okayed a single vote of no confidence being enough to challenge him not because I was a big McCarthy fan because it seemed way too easy and considering the marathon effort it took for him to get the number of votes to become speaker it's pretty obvious it wasn't going to last too long You go, you make a secret backroom deal to offer additional funding to Ukraine. Uh, That's going to rub somebody the wrong way. But I I would really like to get your take on whether or not you feel like Matt Gates did the right thing in creating the situation in the first place. Should he have moved against Kevin McCarthy when he did, not having a backup plan? Or is this just a full-blown disaster that was all about a personal axe to grind? What's your take on that? Um. Whether or not Mac Gates did something good or bad, that's going to be for history to see. I think it was the timing of the move that was bad. Uh, McCarthy has been letting down a lot of people. And the question is, McCarthy gave up the speakership rather easily when you come to think of it. The question is, did he really want to stay speaker? And was this his excuse to get himself out of that? Well, I mean, it's a legitimate question, but if we look at the last four or five Republican speakers of the House, at least, it it seems like it didn't hurt their feelings any when they weren't speaker anymore. Uh, It's a tough job, and you pointed out how good Nancy Pelosi was at it, and Nancy Pelosi is someone who enjoys being mean, conniving, backbiting, all those things that you typically uh, disassociate with what you want from a conservative politician she thrived at it she was good at it her own daughter was bragging about how she'll cut your throat and you won't even know you're bleeding until it's too late uh is that the kind of figure that we want leading the party in the house because it seems like that's what's going to be required well it's it's going to be interesting and that's for sure like they said they're starting to put up new names again 
whether they'll put Jordan up, whether or not McCarthy's going to try to put his name back in, I don't know. It's anyone's guess at this point. Um, but like I said, if we had someone with Pelosi's power to whip everyone to into position to get those votes, and that's what the Republican Party, uh, the Republican House is missing, a true leader. Someone can stand up like a Newt Gingrich that or a... Uh, Tip O'Neill, Democrat, was a perfect example, but he was someone that could work both sides of the aisle, not a Pelosi-like. Um, that's what we are not having in this Congress, and we don't see it, and I don't see it anytime soon. Yeah. Well, let me uh, let me play devil's advocate here and ask you uh, to, to tell me what you would like to see coming out. Do you see a particular candidate that if you were voting on the uh, on the floor of the House, if you had a vote in this, who would you like to see be the uh, next speaker? Is there a candidate that stands out to you? And even if that means looking at somebody from outside of the House. You know, that'd be very, very interesting uh, mind game to play. Uh, who would we choose? Who would we, the people, choose? And can we, the people, get enough of uh, fellow Americans to write into the congressman and say, that's it, we had enough with your partisan politics. We, the people, are standing behind this one individual, and we want to see that person to become Speaker of the House. Very interesting game to play. How do you like that answer for a non-answer? <laughs> I'm, I'm beginning to think maybe you're throwing your hat in the ring to be the next speaker. That's a very good <laughs> political answer. Uh, all right. Well, you know, I've not had anybody particular in mind either. And I have asked a few other uh, guests who, you know, are really kind of the political uh, junkies that have come on and, and – uh, I've had a few folks actually name one or two people, but typically they're pretty vague too, and I think that's pretty uh, pretty telling right now because I, I don't know who we look at to be that leader. Uh, I've <laughs> assigned some characteristics that I would like for them to be. I, I think I would like for uh, the House to take full advantage of the possibility of reaching for somebody outside of the House so that they don't have to worry about winning re-election themselves, they can focus on doing the job of setting the agenda. But in that, well, I, one, I, I, I'm going to throw a name at you. I'm going to throw a name. A guy that can stand in the middle and work both sides of the house is not a current member of the house. Now, here's someone to consider: Joe Lieberman. Yeah, yeah. Joe certainly uh, he. Uh, had his fill of the Democratic Party when they tried to throw him overboard, but he still has a lot of friends in the party. Uh, he certainly uh, has a reasonable uh, footing when you look at the uh, fiscal responsibility, too. He's not a true blue dog Democrat, but as far as folks that are left in the modern party, he's a lot closer than most of the people currently holding office. So that would be an interesting choice. I, mm -hmm. I think certainly better than Joe Manchin, which is uh, somebody else some other folks have thrown out there is uh, moving to a position like that. So I don't know why you would want to take somebody from the Senate and move them over there in the first place. Uh, they'd have to give up their seat to do that, and that's yeah. not smart. But uh, I, I would like to see somebody who also has experience meeting a payroll. You know, 
maybe even who's failed as an entrepreneur a couple of times, but eventually learned from it and proven themselves to be successful. And, and Elon is a proven Musk. Leader. <laughs> Just to be a devil's advocate. <laughs> well, you know, I, I think he's got his hands full right now. Uh, he's got too many other things to worry about. Um, but, you know, it, it would be somebody to see interesting to see somebody that falls into that vein, I think. Uh, I, I still really don't have a specific name. I don't want to see Donald Trump in that uh, position because, number one, I want him focused on both the campaign because obviously he needs to, to keep that up. But he really needs to be focused on all these lawsuits so that hopefully he can uh, get things settled and, and move forward at least to the point where he's going to be able to start going and appealing because we know the ham sandwich has already been decided not only to be indicted but is guilty in New York and is guilty <laughs> in D.C. So he's going to have to appeal higher in those particular cases even though the cases are bunk. If you just look at the legal side of it, there's no merit whatsoever. In fact, the New York case still stands up as being uh, not even a state-level crime if you could make it stick, and it's beyond the statute of limitations and so many things wrong with that. But uh, I am concerned a little bit, Annie, about the uh, the classified documents. I do think that he has a lot of exposure there and could be in trouble with that. But, you know, he really does need to be focused there. So mm -hmm. if we take him off the table, who else fits, fits that mold? Who else is going to come in? put the American people first, set a strong agenda, and not be overly concerned about little things like, oh, well, I have to make sure I get reelected too, so I have to play uh, footsie with all the special interest groups. Uh, is there even anybody out there that fits that bill uh, that you can think of? Oh, I, I'm putting my hat now behind Joe Lieberman. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so Lieberman it is. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 I don't hate that. I don't. I, I think he actually could be uh, pretty solid. I think he could be down the middle. I think he's demonstrated over the years, so it's not a bad time. All right, well, with that being said, uh, you know, we do seem to have a lot of issues surrounding the response, and that's where my real issue I, – I have a big issue with Hamas attacking Israel. So we're going to dedicate the rest of our time together with that. Even though we do have a break coming up, we probably need to go ahead and get started so we can cover everything. I know you had a specific topic that you wanted to mention in regards to uh, something that looked an awful lot like mm – -hmm. what, mm -hmm. what was the left call it? <laughs> uh, an insurrection, right? <laughs> oh no, no, that that was not. No, that was not an insurrection. And that was a peaceful demonstration of their First Amendment right. Uh, these pro-Palestinian uh, protesters that invaded the capital, and oh, there was more than a hundred arrested at the last I looked at the count. And I am going to bet that they're going to be treated just as harshly as the January sixth protesters. Not. And uh, amazing how you could see all the false flags 
in the crowd that were there. Everyone had identical T-shirts, so this was planned well in advance. Notice it was done in the midst of the of the contest for the Speaker of the House to disrupt the House at a very vital moment when we need leadership in the House. Oh, they disrupted it just in time to pre- prevent a, a good vote. Uh, and then um, I forget what they're called. Um, I forget the the Hebraic name for it, but the prayer shawls and that individuals in the crowd were wearing. And it's under ultra-Orthodox and conservative Jews that would wear these prayer shawls when they pray. You desecrate them when you wear them in an event like you saw in the Capitol. That's a desecration of a Jewish holy relic. So yeah. these aren't Jews that are wearing them. They're claiming to be American Jews protesting for the pro-Palestinians, but no honest Jewish person would wear those shawls. Those people were associated with ultra-left, pro-Palestinian, and Hamas. These were not peaceful protesters. They were a yeah, sham. That's... And how dare, how dare the news media make them look like, oh, these are the poor, helpless people. Oh, no, no, no. Don't get me started. Uh-uh. You're going to get this little Italian guinea all riled up. <laughs> well, yeah, it's only fair. I've been riled up uh, quite a bit myself over the topic. I, I've oh, had don't, oh, don't talk three... about the aid that uh, uh, Biden, I was going to say Obama, Obama-Biden, just sent over to the West Bank and the Gaza Strip. Oh, no, we're not, we're not supporting Hamas in the least bit. You know, that's just it, Andy. I, I don't know how these people are even getting away being called pro-Palestinians because they're not. They're supporting Hamas. They're supporting a recognized terrorist organization that does not support the people that they're supposed to represent. The people that are living in the Gaza Strip are under constant fear. They're constantly terrorized by these folks. They're kept in the path of harm. They are used as uh, cannon fodder. They're used as propaganda. They're used to be martyrs for the cause while they hide out in the safest places they can, uh, that being Hamas. And it doesn't matter how many times you warn them, oh, don't you dare intercept this. This is going to the innocent herd people. Uh, Excuse me, haven't they learned anything from the money they released to Iran? Uh, okay, here you go. Uh, now, there's only going to be spent on humanitarian causes. We saw, we've seen the video, we've seen Hamas proud of the fact that they intercepted materials that were meant so they could supply water and infrastructure to their own people instead of Israel still having to offer electricity and water to the Palestinians living in Gaza. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Just who exactly is the Palestinian Authority? Um, oh, wait a minute. Uh, they are so intertwined into Hezbollah and Hamas, they are almost one in the same. Oh, you may have someone that says, oh, I'm only Palestinian Authority. I'm not Hamas. But you know, we do work with them because they do humanitarian aid to our people. 
No, Hamas and the Palestinian Authority, they're in bed together. They are just basically one in the same. So you send aid to the Palestinian Authority. It's not going to go to the people that need it because the people are held hostage by Hamas and by the, the Hezbollah so that they could have the shelter and protection because they know Israel and no one else will attack them because they have innocents they're using as hostages. Oh, perfect example. The hospital that was just recently bombed. Oh, wait a minute. Now, wasn't it BBC and a few other major media outlets that said that Israel bombed the hospital? Oh, wait a minute. Now, what about that little broadcast that was intercepted that is now up on Newsmax of one Hamas operative talking to another Hamas operative saying, oh, the rocket misfired and landed in the, at the hospital. And where did it land? It landed in the parking lot. It landed in the cemetery behind the hospital. So BBC and everyone else is reporting across the globe that Israel killed hundreds in the hospital. I'm sorry, they bombed a bunch of cars, and it was Hamas that fired the rocket on their own people. Yeah. Give me a reason to not be pissed. Yeah, and that, that's a big part of what I wanted to talk to you about after the break, because we really need to dig deeper <laughs> I into <screwed> that. You up. <laughs> well, no, that's fine, because it, it is a major topic, and we do need to talk about it. Uh, Al Jazeera was actually filming live the folks that were shooting off those rockets because we know how much they love talking about how they're resisting the occupation, uh, an occupation that's so effective, Annie, that there hasn't been an Israeli presence inside Gaza since 2005. That's one heck of an occupation. Oh, and this uh, genocide that is supposed to be ongoing, uh, it is such an effective genocide. After all, there were a total of about 1.2 million uh, Palestinians at the time that Israel took control of the areas. And now there's better than 2 million living in Gaza alone, an additional million and a half in the West Bank. And that's not counting the ones that actually became Israeli citizens and lived within the border proper and found out that living with the Jews peacefully, not such a bad deal. Uh, it, it seems like uh, if if this is a genocidal, oppressive regime, uh, Israel's really, really bad at it. They're almost as bad at being genocidal as Donald Trump was bad at being racist. <laughs> Well, you kind of like got that nailed on the head. Uh, absolutely. But also notice no one in the media is talking about when Hamas did their initial strike, when they went at that, that peaceful concert and they hit all these other villages and areas. One of the ones they decimated was a Palestinian settlement inside Israel. Now, if they were going after the Israeli Jews, why did they go after their own people they're trying to liberate? Well, I mean, we've already discussed it. I don't think there's anybody that hates the Palestinian people more than Hamas. I mean, Hezbollah hates them, uh, but not as much as Hamas. Uh, Iran hates them. Uh, Egypt. Egypt hates them. The Muslim Brotherhood's not real fond of them. They like having them around to to use as a weapon, especially a propaganda weapon, against Israel. But how many times has Israel tried to offer up a second state and said, hey, you guys just go over here, and if you'll live peacefully over there, 
we not only will let you, but we could probably even trade and help you and just stop trying to kill us. Stop trying to kill our children. Stop trying to take all of our land. And Egypt has recently, recently said, um, uh, no, we, we do not want Gaza. I mean, Israel was going to turn over the entire Gaza area to Egypt. They said, no, no. And it's because they don't want to take responsibility for the Palestinian people because while not all of them are radicalized terrorists, they are of an ilk that are relatively radicalized. They are a destabilizing force wherever they go, and they are the ones that have over and over elected terrorist organizations to be their leaders, whether you're talking about the Palestinian Authority, as you mentioned, that used to be the PLO and is supposedly moderated down, whether you're talking about Hamas, these are still terrorist organizations, and if you're electing these folks to be your leaders, obviously you're still believing that uh, from the river to the sea, (laughs) that means we're going to eliminate Israel, we also kind of want to kill all the Jews, and then when we're done with all the Jews, we're coming after all the Christians and the Hindus and uh, everybody else that doesn't fit the mold of the 12th Imam sect of this version of Islam that honestly believes that they're going to help bring about the worldwide caliphate. we got just a couple of minutes before the break, Annie. I'll let you respond to that. I would like to know if anyone can actually produce a map that at any time was produced by a credible authority – that shows on the map an actual country, an actual actual nation, a country that was called Palestine. It's been an area, just like an area is North America or South America or the Caribbean. It's just a generalization of a bunch of areas that encompass multiple countries. There has been an Israel throughout history and for a small time, It didn't exist, and now it's back. It's the only nation to ever be reborn, because it existed prior. Tell me what country called Palestine ever existed. And now tell me why the Palestinian people are demanding that their country be returned to them when one never existed. Very good questions, Annie. Of course, now, when you said a credible source, that took off the table the one that I have because I have come into possession of a really nice map. It's drawn in crayon, of course, but it was uh, rendered oh, by don't AOC. Don't bring your kids into the show. <laughs> <laughs> it was rendered by AOC, and uh, uh, Joe Biden has approved oh, it. Oh, so. that's, all right. that's the same mentality. Okay, we understand now. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Let's go ahead. Uh, We've got to uh, take our break. But right before we do, I do need to remind everybody about our friends over at Four Patriots. Right now, when things go sideways, and believe you me, they are going sideways in a hurry, the question is, will you be prepared? Some people out there, they're concerned right now that they might not have enough food, that they might have to go for a long time without electricity. Our friends over at Four Patriots will help take care of that for you. And I've had the folks at Four Patriots set up a special page just for listeners of the show. Visit them at fourpatriots.com backslash T-A-P-P so that you can see the special weekly discounts and deals before they go away. Uh, It's a great way to maximize your dollars and get some great products at it and help be prepared. That's 4Patriots, the number 4Patriots.com backslash T-A-P-P. Use that so they know I sent you. Take advantage of the deals, and we'll be back right after this break. 
This is Randy Noble with the Cross in the Desert, speaking hope and freedom to Iran. You're listening to Tim Tap and Tap into the Truth. At a time when taxpaying Americans in Israel are relying on their government for support and protection, the Biden regime shows... Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's Pace from the Edwards Notebook brought to you by Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. The U.S. State Department's Consular Affairs Crisis Management System has left many taxpaying Americans dangling in the wind, demanding them to sign promissory notes as a precondition for any assistance in evacuating them from the war crisis in Israel. The so-called assistance department options were outlined in an email sent to sovereign Americans stranded in Israel stating that the U.S. government would offer loans for transportation. The Biden regime's assistance to Americans wishing to depart Israel will come at a financial cost. I find this Biden regime arrangement to be a most reprehensible insult to Americans on so many levels. First of all, we the people pay exorbitant taxes, which pay for protecting wicked Ukraine while our border remains wide open. Biden funds Iran with our tax dollars, and now Americans must pay to be rescued? Just goes to show you. I'm Ron Edwards. Join me live 3 p.m. Eastern weekdays to find out where. Go to at the Edwards Notebook One on Truth Social. Second Skull is a protective headgear company with a patented line of impact reducing products. At Second Skull, we focus on head protection as our only priority so that we can be the absolute best at it. With an estimated 2.8 million Americans sustaining a traumatic brain injury each year, there have been recent declines in athletic participation levels. We believe that concerns and fears of head injuries are factors contributing to these declines in activity levels. Second Skull has protection for every sport and for every athlete. Our product line of thin, lightweight, breathable, and practical solutions are each tested at independent and accredited laboratories. These products are patented and proven. Constitutional Grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acetic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about. Because you want the best, Constitutional Grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to BlueRidgeCoffeeCrafters.com and click on to the Constitutional Grounds coffee display to make your purchase and to be sure to use the RE10 promo code and you will receive a 10% discount. Remember... Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Hello, my name is Tyler Boone, singer-songwriter and founder of the award-winning Homegrown Boone's Bourbon label out of Charleston, South Carolina. In just four years, Boone's Bourbon has been awarded some incredible awards, such as the Platinum Los Angeles, Double Gold New York, Gold Las Vegas, Silver Denver, and also named Top Six in the World in Forbes. While also being featured in Rolling Stone magazine, Billboard magazine, American Songwriter, and we're also now available in 24 states all across the country. So Boone's Bourbon is a high-proof, cash-strength bourbon at 117 proof. We are 75 corn, 21 rye, 4 barley, and at our price point, we're beating the competition at $40 in the retail stores. 
Boone's Bourbon is a family-owned business out of Charleston, South Carolina with my father, Mick Boone. Cheers, and we hope to see you soon. Hey, Jared, what's up? Well, my company gave me this Pride T-shirt. They say I got to wear it to celebrate the LGBTQ. That's not really my thing, and, well, I sure as hell don't want to promote it. Yeah, I can understand that. What are you going to do? I don't know. I'm just tired of all this woke bullshit. I mean, I've worked 20 years for this company. Well, they've been great until they started all this crap. I just want a job where I'm not forced to support all this nonsense. Yeah, I hear you. I'm Andrew Krabschett, CEO of RedBalloon.Work, America's woke-free job board. We connect good employees with great companies without all that woke bullshit. So if you're an employee who's tired of all the nonsense, then put your resume on Red Balloon. And if you're an employer looking for hardworking, reliable job seekers, then post your open jobs at redballoon.work. I'm Andrew Krabschett. Wait, no, it's okay, guys. That's just my last name. I'm Andrew Krabschett from redballoon.work. Check us out today. Hi, this is Matt Fitzgibbons at PatriotMusic.com. If you share my passion for the simple but timeless principles that made our republic great and you like rock music, check out my five albums and videos on American history at PatriotMusic.com. You say gun control is using both hands. I've got to be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the damn U.N. You're listening to Tap Into The Truth. This is Matt Fitzgibbons. This is Amy Hallam. This is AZ. Sharing the night together. Sharing the night together. And thank you so very much for sharing tonight with us. Uh, always glad to have you guys along for the ride, especially when we get to have that rare live show on a Wednesday night. So thanks again to Doug for making that happen. And thanks very much to Ann Ubellis for jumping on board with us at last minute and hanging out. It's always a special treat to get to speak with her. Before we bring her back on, though, I do need to remind you about our friends over at Vanish Holster. Again, surest path to tyranny Give up your guns. Quickest way to become a victim of violent crime, don't have your firearm with you when you need it. If you are legally eligible to carry a firearm, you had better do it, period. Exercise your God-given, constitutionally protected right, and do not let something as ridiculous as comfort stand in the way. Because it's way more uncomfortable to be in that very bad, no good, horrible situation where you have to defend yourself, your family, your friends, your neighbors, and to be at a tremendous disadvantage because it's like, oh, well, you know, I had a really cool holster, but it was just so gosh darn uncomfortable. I just, I didn't, I didn't use it today. No. Comfort is important. Functionality is important. And that's where Vanish Holsters come in to be very, very helpful. They are the most comfortable holster, period. N- not my words. The words of thousands of their customers. And uh, many of those same customers will tell you that if you start using a Vanish holster, you won't stop carrying. Besides that, Vanish is designed to save you money. It's designed to work with almost all semi-automatic handguns, so you don't have to worry about, does this holster work with this sidearm? Does this holster work with this firearm? Nope, it works with almost all of them. Uh, beyond that, 
It's also designed to work without a need for a tactical belt. It will hold two additional magazines, and you can adjust the location. If one particular style, one particular place doesn't work, you've got some versatility going back to that comfort level. And the bottom line here is they have been holding back as long as they can. They have desperately tried to keep prices down. But like a lot of us in the age of Bidenomics, things are starting to be an issue. They have asked me to let you guys know there will be a price increase sometime before the end of the year. They're desperately trying to put it off as long as they can. But I say that so that you know if you want to take full advantage of the prices currently, uh, if you've been holding off, if you've been waiting, if you've taken the time to go look, visit them, and decide, okay, well, I'm definitely going to get one, but I'm going to wait a little while. Don't wait very much longer. I can't guarantee you exactly when the price increase is coming, but I kind of got the feeling it's somewhere around the middle of November. So do not hesitate. Get involved while your dollars still have some buying power left. Go visit them at www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. Now, <clears throat> very important to use the backslash T-A-P-P because it does two things for you. Number one, lets them know that I sent you, and they kind of like me over here for some reason. Beyond that, it also automatically activates for you a $40 discount in the event that you do decide to make a purchase. And in the age of Bidenomics, who can afford not to save money? www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. Go do it right now. All right, Annie. Uh, thank you so much for being here tonight again. I am still very grateful, not only for the chance to get to talk to you, but happy that you're able to, to just pop on here at such late notice and, and be ready to contribute and do such a great job. So thank you so much for that. And let all the listeners know where they can find your work. Well, the website is currently down, should be back up in the next two to three weeks. So if they want to, just write it down and just remember, and you can visit me later on. Southern Sense is the name of the show, as in Common Sense, which very few people have nowadays. Just put a dash in the middle, southern-sense.com. But they can also find me up on Facebook. I'm up on um uh, True Social, Gab, uh, Minds, I mean, half a dozen other different places. But the easiest way probably is just to go to Facebook and just key in Southern Sense, and you know, the show will pop up. There's a group page they can join also, and the shows are broadcast live on there so they can watch the video feed. Uh, and we are up on YouTube <laughs> until they decide to ban me for the third time. <laughs> but uh, we will have the web page up uh, really soon. I really, I'm, I know this guy's going to do me a jam up job. All right, and before we jump back into things too, how's Curtis doing? Uh, your intrepid co-host, uh, Curtis, uh, Curtis CS. Everyone knows him as CS. Uh, he's been doing great. Uh, he's now got his books all the way out there. I think he's up to. Uh, Book number 29 he has written, and he's been doing these book tours, and he's become a very want, wanted speaker in a lot of the uh, events down where he lives in Florida. Uh, so he's been having a blast, and uh, God bless him. He's worked really hard to get this far, and he went from a very shy co-host to someone that's uh, he's become a powerhouse of his own. <laughs> My mentorship meant something. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I, I have to uh, say that you have been a very positive force in a lot of people's lives, Annie. Uh, you certainly have done plenty to help me out in the earliest days of this show. And uh, while I am enjoying a certain amount of uh, success here, uh, certainly not enough to, to brag about, but uh, certainly better than I had ever expected, especially five, six, seven years into doing it. Uh, it's going very well, and none of that would have been possible if it wasn't for uh, your help and support and uh, help from folks like Kel Fritzy, too. And uh, may she rest um, in peace. I still I miss, miss her. her desperately. Yeah, I, I do miss Kel very desperately. Uh, she would sometimes call on the phone, and we would talk for easy half an hour, 45 minutes. And the funniest part is that I'd turn around, I'd hand the phone to my husband, or my late husband, I should say, and the two of them would talk for another <laughs> half an hour 45 minutes so i'm imagining kel is in heaven with my late husband and the two of them are having one heck of a cat fast <laughs> yeah uh, you have to admit that kel's been kind of on my mind just recently uh would have been her birthday just a, a little while ago and yeah it's one of those things i do miss her but anyway let's get back to the topics at hand and, and number one how irresponsible was it that the legacy media across the world, uh, as you mentioned, BBC in particular, just jumped with the Hamas lie that Israel had bombed this Baptist hospital, that they had killed 500 Palestinians, and nobody seemed to care except for politicians here, like the leader of the uh, – Hamas caucus, Rashida Tlaib. Uh, ah, we'll... thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You did not say the squad, because that's what I call them, too, the Hamas caucus. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, obviously, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about Rashida and her little uh, group of anti-Semites in a minute. But it was terribly, terribly uh, not only irresponsible, but it did elevate the temperature to a point where it's dangerous. It added more fuel to a fire that doesn't need any. Uh, we saw uh, various embassies around the world, Israel's and our own, being surrounded by pro-Hamas protesters claiming to be pro-Palestinian. Uh, as we discussed earlier, if you're pro-Palestinian, you are not pro-Hamas. You would not like to see uh, Palestinians be in harm's way uh, as a direct result of being used as human shields. But uh, just just the general level of wait five seconds and verify something, uh, it, it seems so basic. But it was not just irresponsible but dangerous. Uh, your feelings about the way this was reported? It is absolutely revolting, highly revolting, to the point where in Berlin, Berlin, Germany, the heart of where Nazi Germany rose. And what people don't realize is in World War One and World War Two, especially in World War II, uh, Palestinians and uh, Arab terrorist groups would join and support. Um, we even had a grand motifi that Hitler had in Berlin that would do broadcast and control his Muslim troops. Uh, and in Berlin, just reported on Newsmax, um, there were five homes with the Jewish star painted on it. 
In other words, this is the home of a Jew. And that is what they did under Nazi Germany to identify the Jews, to pull them out of their homes, and to throw them into concentration camps and to murder them. And it's starting worldwide again. And no one is saying anything. And everyone is being cowed by these cowards out there protesting and threatening violence and threatening to throw every single Jew into the sea. And you had Binghamham, New York on Thursday, a massive protest at the university in the heart of New York State, where there is a highly large concentration of Orthodox and conservative Jewish people. And Binghamton University has a large uh, amount of Jewish students. The vast majority of the students that go to Binghamton University are Jewish. And they have the Palestinians protesting on there and calling for their deaths. And one of them even raised her hand in a Nazi salute. Well, hello, you blooming idiot that raised your hand in a Nazi salute who happened to have been black. Well, Hitler didn't like blacks either. And he thought anyone that was not the Aryan race deserved to die. And you want to celebrate a person that wanted to see you dead? And then you use that against the Jewish population because you're told to hate them? I, I, what they have done, this media, is so revolting. So disgusting. And what these universities are doing is despicable. And right now, donors to some of these universities, these millionaires and billionaires are saying, not one more dime to your university if you continue to do this. If you continue to support this, what is going on in Israel, and you have these students do these protests on your campus, not a penny from us. And God bless those people that decided to come forward. And this is what we need. Now we need our Congress to get their act together, get a speaker elected, and then turn around and say, we will pull any federal funding from any college campus that does these demonstrations and supports these people. And pull the money, pull the federal dollars and watch to see how soon they will suddenly become, oh, I'm sorry, we made a mistake. We won't do this again. Shame on us. The hypocrisy is it's got to be called out. It has to be called out, and the media should call it out now. Not tomorrow, next, next, next week. Five minutes from now is still too late. Yeah. Well, another reason to go ahead and get a new speaker is, uh, you know, Nancy Pelosi kind of set the stage for this. Uh, there are some uh, members of the Hamas caucus that need to have all their uh, all of their committee assignments removed. There's no reason to have Rashida Tlaib in a position where she can influence anything other than her single vote. And I would say the same thing for Ilhan Omar, who's just right along with it. And as long as the other members of the squad want to be part of this caucus, the same thing with them as well. They they do not seem to understand the basic fundamentals of what's actually happening here. Uh, what kills me is we are still talking about the same people that claim that hate speech should be squashed, and yet they're at the forefront of anti-Semitism. And they try to exactly. hide behind this veiled idea that, oh no, we're not anti-Semites, we're just anti-Zionism. Uh, when somebody comes and murders, rapes, kills, kidnaps, mutilates, burns, decapitates babies, that is not an issue with Zionism. That is an issue with 
believing in the sanctity of life. That is an issue with understanding that you are dealing with a, another human being. And again, they don't even see these people as human beings. They try to claim that they're all settlers. Therefore, none of them are uh, none of them are out of the realm of being legitimate military targets. Uh, we worry about civilians. Well, there are no civilians up here as a settler. They do all these mental gymnastics, and unfortunately. Uh, there are so many people that are so disconnected from reality, from history, from even the ability to think critically now, Annie, that we see college students mimicking what some of these college professors, these so-called intellectual enlightened members of academia who are also going around talking about how they were exhilarated watching the actions of Hamas when they attacked Israel. And nobody seems to understand that when you respond to harm that has been done to you, that is not the same thing. There is no moral equivalency, and your effort to find it shows that you are either morally bankrupt or you're a complete idiot. And unfortunately, I think in some of these cases, it's a whole lot of both. <laughs> That's an understatement. What we need to do is not only find ways to pull federal funding uh, away from these universities that are promoting this crap and that have now their staff their professors their their, their their leadership in there if they don't tow the progressive left line they would lose their accreditation at one point in time accreditation was something that was it wasn't it was where you based upon your ability to output good quality students and give good quality education the accreditation process which is just for a handful of colleges is now all over the place every single college struggles for accreditation and if you don't tell the line of the people that hold that ability to accreditate you if you don't do their progressive policy in your curriculum and in your 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 method of 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 your college campus if you don't have the LGBTQXYZ, if you don't have this pro-Palestinian, if you don't have what they want you to spout, you will not get accredited. If you have a professor who happens to turn around and say, I'm conservative and I'm just going give, to give my opinion, uh-uh, that professor will be followed, fired or would just end up finding themselves in an administrative position and no classes. And this has been proven time and time again. We have to kill the accreditation process. We have to tell Congress that the accreditation process will not be tied to federal tax dollars. None of that anymore. And we have to tell Joe Biden, you do not have the approval of this Congress. Don't think because there's no Speaker of the House, you have the ability to spend the taxpayer dollars outside of your purview in the Constitution. You can violate. You cannot violate the Constitution and send dollars over to the our enemies and to the enemy of our ally Israel. And we have to hold Biden's feet to the fire. That's if he's awake enough, or whatever puppet is holding his strings, and say enough is enough is enough. It's our tax dollars. It is our national security. It is the security of our ally that is at stake. And it is the security of the world if this continues to get out of hand and we end up in World War III and will fall on the shoulders of Joe, creepy Uncle Joe Biden. Yeah. You think you know, I'm a little angry? I mean, that's uh, perfectly legitimate. I think a lot of people are or should be. 
Uh, I know I have been. Uh, Biden, of course, over in Israel right now, uh, clearly looking like an attempt to delay Israel from moving forward with their ground assault on Hamas. Uh, a lot of people are giving him uh, probably way more credit than he deserves. He he has been saying a lot of the right things for a change. He has been up showing... Up to a point. Uh, 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 up to a point. Because right. Blinken, when he was over there, gave a veiled um, uh, warning because he told Israel to have... What was, what was it? A um, measured response was the word he used. And creepy Uncle Joe said, if you think you're going, don't, don't do it in that whisper to the microphone. In other words, he just pro he just telegraphed to the entire world. He's a blooming idiot and he deserves to be in a nursing home and not in the White House. And and, and if anyone in his visit today to the Middle East took him seriously one iota, then I've got a bridge in Brooklyn. I'm very happy to sell you. <laughs> well, uh, you're right, of course, and the point I was trying to get to is is also very obvious that the only reason Joe seems to want to be supportive of Israel is because he knows that a lot of Americans are. He knows there's a high Jewish American population, and he also knows that there are a lot of uh, Christians in the United States that are prepared to stand with Israel, so it's popular. But he wants to tie any aid going to Israel uh, to sending more aid to Ukraine, which most Americans are pretty well tired of. Uh, that's the only two things I'm taking from this. It's veiled efforts. Uh, it's a, a half-hearted effort. Blinken also said that uh, Biden was going to speak some uh, hard truths to a friend. It's like, uh, has Joe Biden spoken any hard truths to uh, Vladimir Zelensky in Ukraine? Uh, it doesn't seem like it. In fact, we just found out this past week that a whole new weapon system, long-range missiles, had been sent, delivered, trained, and now have been used before we even knew they were sending it. Uh, in Saying stuff that ordinarily is outside of the pale, but you're absolutely right, Annie, that he's stepping across the line, and in my mind, it's all just an effort to try and manipulate the American people into allowing him to do more of the same, and I was curious if you had a different take, but it sounds like you're pretty much right there with me on it. Well, you know, uh, I'm going to point you in a little bit of a different direction, too, because as this is going on in the Middle East, take a careful look about what Putin is doing. Number one, he said he would help negotiate for a peace process. Number one. Number two, just quite recently, Xi, the premier in uh, China, uh, visited Moscow, which was underreported. Very few people paid much attention to the fact that China united with Russia in a nice well-fetted visit to Moscow, that Putin gave him a lavish dinner and everything else. Also, North Korea and Iran is now going to Russia. So now you look at this, and who is controlling Hezbollah and Hamas? Iran. Where is the money and funding coming from? Our American tax dollars being funneled through Iran, thanks to the $6 billion that uh, uh, creepy Uncle Joe just released. Now another, what is it, $500 million he announced today, again going to the Palestinian authorities, which is actually going through Iran into Hezbollah and Hamas. And now they are going to visit Putin. Hmm. I'm wondering who is stepping into the stage to be the new world leader. 
Putin, former K- KGB, <laughs> uh, now president of or whatever you want to call him, he is the leader of Russia, which is now actually still the former Soviet Union and under Putin, the Soviet Union. Um, it is amazing to see this part on the world stage that no one is really talking about. And what would it mean for the United States? Because we are so decimated in power under this president. And unless we get someone in real soon that can bring us back to our glory, we're doomed. Open border. And we've got terrorists coming across the open border. We've got Putin stepping into the world stage in a place that we should be doing with the power we have or had at one time. This could be the downfall of America unless we, the people, demand our government return to its glory. And we've got to do this soon. We've got to do it real soon. Well, any, I think that's about as good a place as any to end tonight's conversation because you're dead on. And it is a call to action that we definitely need to, to follow. The good thing, the good thing that we can take to heart is the fact that we saw in a very short amount of time when Donald Trump, a man who didn't care about playing politics, didn't care about the swamp, only wanted to serve the country, he was able to undo a lot of damage that legitimately should have took decades to fix. He did it in a short amount of time, and he did it fighting not only all the Democrats, all of the media, but pretty close to at least half of the Republican Party, too. So we know it can be done, and we know it can be done in an expedient fashion, and that's what we got to hope for. But that depends, ladies and gentlemen, on us. We are the leaders we're waiting for. We need to step up and take it. Annie, thank you again for joining me. As always, I appreciate it. Godspeed to you, and keep up all your great work, and I love the opportunity uh, to get together with you, and I hope we can do it again real soon. Well, thank you, Tim, and God bless, and God bless all of your listeners. Thank you. All right, well, that's got to be it for tonight, guys. Thanks for tuning in live, and for those of you listening to the podcast afterwards, thank you as well. Remember, don't take my word for it. Definitely don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort, and most importantly, use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. Good night, everybody. Tune in for the Friday live show. See you then.
is using both hands. Using both hands.